Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we put together the entire thousand-piece Ravensburger just to discover that Aunt Rebecca lost the final piece. God damn it, Auntie Bex! What the fuck? We are... Raising a little hell. Right? Yeah. You ever bought a puzzle and you put it together and that last piece is missing? And you're just like, God damn it, I can't finish it now. I've never blamed it on my... I don't even have an Aunt Rebecca. Well, me neither. I'm just... In, it's, 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 you know... One of those things. I'm going to be honest. I don't understand <laughs> that intro. <laughs> because we're talking about puzzles. Okay. James, and puzzle boxes and puzzles. And everybody knows Ravensburger makes the best fucking puzzles. Oh, dude. It's not even a... It's not even a so, a, you, so you do know what contest. I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, if Aunt Rebecca lost one of my pieces of a Ravensburger... <laughs> yeah. Becca. She's dead. Right? Hey, how'd you get audio of me losing my virginity for the intro? <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> well, James, let me tell you, uh, it took a lot. Your mother was in on it. It was. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it was really weird when she said to me, what do you pray for? <laughs> like, that was unnerving. I finished, though. Uh, Uncle Bill? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, hi, James. Hi. Um, I don't know what happened last week. You said that you had double, uh, double vocal dealios last week. I don't know what happened with that. Uh, Hopefully, we're not doing it again this week. Did I you not? Did you not hear it? I did not hear I it. Was, no, I was listening on SoundCloud. Okay, the SoundCloud, the SoundClouds. Uh, through these headphones, and I still heard it. Like, Weird, big time. Weird. Well, and if anybody of, else from, heard that last week, us, I don't know. It was like if anybody else heard that last week, I apologize a little bit. Uh, not sure what happened there. Yeah, go Nothing. off on Mike in the comment section, <laughs> y'all. Get off on me. If I mean, we... go. What? <laughs> what? 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 What do you pray for? Come. <laughs> Uh, how's your week been, sir? Oh, not too bad. No, not too bad? Yeah, just chilling. Just chilling like a villain? What did I do? Went golfing last week. Yeah, how'd you do? How'd you play? Yeah, I like shit, oh, but it was, like, but just it was like fun. Shit. Oh, here's... Scramble? No. No. Well, it was just a foursome, so, um... You don't... I, I always scramble in my You foursomes. don't scramble in a foursome, Mike. No, so... Well, if, it's, if it's three on one, you're scrambling someone. <laughs> so, it, it was nice to... It was nice to play there because it was my the you know the place I got married. Um, I won't go there again. Really? Until they fix some major issues. Ooh, what happened? Well, first of all, I, I don't know if it's so the just sand be- traps turned into lakes. Oh, dude, this place fucking they love sand traps there. Like every single every single green is surrounded by at least at least three, sometimes seven traps. Wow, it's really? fuck it's incredible. I've I've uh, I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen anything like that before, but, uh, 
the uh, the other thing was, I don't know if it's because they went public, so they took down all the signs and stuff like that, and they're redoing everything. We were lost the whole time. Really? So you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't figure out which, which holes to go to? We had no idea. Like, they didn't have signs to anything, so we were just kind of like, uh, I guess we'll go here. And then every once in a while, there was just like a shitty sign on, like, on a piece of laminate. Like this way to hold thirteen, like <laughs> some random guy just put up signs around the place. And then, so whatever, we're getting through it, right? Luckily, my father-in-law had played there like once or twice before, so he kind of knew. And then eventually, I think when we were on like the eighth hole, he pulled up a a Google Earth, uh, photo. Okay. And we used that. You're shitting Google Earth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So um, so then uh, hold on. This remind that reminds me of the uh, the the poorly the poorly signed putt putt courses where everything's on top of each other and you never know where to go next. Yeah, so you just like they're all so you just kind of play in a circle that's for, for a bit. That's yeah. essentially what we did. Nice. So whatever we were getting. How'd you, by. How'd you fare through the windmill? We were getting by. Windmill was tough, but I got through it. Good man. We were getting by. We get to we get to the ninth. We get to the turn. Right. We go in. We're like, eh, it's uh, it's noon. It's time to go in and get some beers. Mm-hmm. We walk into the place. I'll take. I'll take uh, four Bud Lights for the back nine. Uh, we don't have any beer. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no alcohol. Excuse me? They're a, they're a dry golf course? I think because they switched to public, they're probably waiting on their liquor license to oh come back God. through. Oh, my God. That's awful. So, and oh, when my, no. so, so my, my parents had driven down from Bad Axe that day and, and my mom dropped my dad off and he was just going to ride home with me and he had a cooler full of beer. Of course he did. Of course he of did. Of course he did. You know, cause he's Jim Baird and, uh, big, big Jim knows big how to party. And he's like, well, fuck, had I known that I would have grabbed some, I had, I had like 24 cold Bud Lights in my, in my fucking cooler in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you gotta say I, like, love, you, I love you, you gotta say You I, gotta say it like your dad, though. Oh, well, if I would have known, I, 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 I had 24 cold Bud Lights well, in the, shit, in the if somebody, shit, if somebody had told me that, I would have grabbed, grabbed a couple pops for the... Uh, <laughs> no, like, I love golfing. I do. Sure. But it's not, it's not the type of thing that I like to do completely sober. No. Who does? I mean, like, I do, like, I'll go out and I'll golf sober. That's fine. That's fine, but I don't want to, you know? Well, we all know what happens when you golf sober. We've all seen the Tiger Woods story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you Exactly. You, you make cheat, terrible life destroy. You cheat on your you wife. Cheat on your wife. You, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you golf sober. Exactly. Um, and that's Being just, that this was on your anniversary, not, and that's, that's no not, bueno. Right. That's just not a road <laughs> I want to go down. So a few few ginger ales while I'm out on the, on the links is necessary. Plus, I golf better when, I'm, when I got a little buzz. Everybody does. I do everything better when I'm buzzed. Why do you think John Daly's so good? It's because he's drunk <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, so that was that was cool. That was fun. Hung out with my parents the rest of the nice. day. I don't think I've done much the rest of the week. Yeah, probably not. Can't remember. What about you? Uh, not much. It's been a kind of a quiet week, with the exception of yesterday. I had one of the the coolest scores of my life yesterday. Was so, it seven thousand four hundred fifty six eight hundred? It's coolest scores. I don't know. What are you playing a game or something? <laughs> no, life score, James. Oh. Life score. So uh, uh, the lady and I decided <laughs> after I went off to work uh, or got got home from work yesterday, we decided to stop by the uh, this book fair that is going on in the uh, honestly the era or uh, the not honestly I can't talk honestly. 
Honestly, James, um, no, we went to go to, uh, go to this book fair that was at the church that I grew up in, right? Churches throw book fairs every now and then. And uh, it, it's you basically walk into the, the gymnasium and it's just tables and tables and tables set up with books. Everything there was either a dollar or 50 cents and that's it. Or fill a tote bag. Everybody knows what a book fair is. Se- you didn't have to say, say what it is. Fill a tote bag for seven bucks. Sure. Right? Yeah. So we brought a big ass tote bag with us. We ended up filling three tote bags worth of worth of books totes and we get home and there's a lot of stuff that like like i'm not i'm not so knowledgeable about the book trade to like to know what i'm doing but i know enough to get me in trouble Mm -hmm. so there's certain things that i picked up that i'm like okay this is interesting i'm gonna bring this home uh maybe some of the biggest scores of my life three of them Mm -hmm. first edition first pressing of stephen king's it Mm -hmm. which is about a 200 dollars book yeah 38 cents (laughs) jeez I, everything <laughs> I paid 38 cents for because yeah. it was three totes, $21. So break that down, 38 cents, right? Uh-huh. Second one, uh, the first edition, first printing of The Stand. Cool. Which is which was which only had 40,000 copies in its first pressing. Oh, really? Super rare. Nice. It's a $500 book. Really? 38 cents. Dope. And here's the craziest one, right? Gets even better. How's than that. It, where, how are the conditions so, of these? Okay, so, so the stand, in, in in all fairness, is probably not. I probably couldn't get five for it because the dust jacket's pretty messed up mm. on it. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's just there's lots of rips and repairs, or whatever. So it's still a couple hundred dollar book, though, easily. It mm-hmm. is in perfect shape, mm-hmm. like absolutely perfect shape. Um, and then this one is the craziest thing. Like, I would never expect in a million years to find this. Uh, I picked up, you know, we all know, uh, Rodal, right? Does he Roll, did rolled? Rolled is it? Rolled do you actually pronounce the L? I never actually knew that. Is it rolled or rolled? Rolled. Rolled. Okay. So rolled doll. Uh, Charlie and the Chalk Factory. Uh, glass elevator. Um, what else did he do? Yes, James the Giant Peach. You know, whatever. Doll, yeah. I found a copy of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, it's, it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Why would you not want that in part of your collection? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll want to read that to a little Mike, you know? Why uh-huh. not? So I picked it up, and I'm looking it up. It's a first edition. It's a first pressing. Do they call it pressing yes, with books? Yes. Yeah, so what it is is you have a first edition, and there could I be... first pressing was like with vinyl. No, 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 because there's there's multiple pressings per edition in books as well. Okay. And there's differences in this and that, like okay, before yeah. any edits are made and whatever. Sure. So first edition, first pressing. The problem is it's missing the dust jacket. If this book had a dust jacket and was in was in like good even just good condition, mm-hmm. it's a ten thousand dollar book. Really? I'm not even kidding you. Wow. A first edition Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. So this book that I have, it's missing the it's missing the dust jacket. Um, but other than a couple of water spots on the cover, the book itself is in <clears throat> perfect shape. Those aren't water spots. He's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a factory. All right. <laughs> Charlie and the cranker factory. Um, yeah, I had to spell that one out, but easily though, I, I looked up some comps online easily between 500 and a thousand dollars for this book. Oh, really? 38, 38 cents. Sell it. <laughs> so pretty cool. Pretty. You, what just happened? I don't, I, uh, I don't know. Did we stop recording? Oh. Are we back? We're back. I hit something. Did we stop recording? No, too? we didn't. No, no. Oh. The mics just went out. That was weird. Mic check. I don't think anybody could hear it, but we had like the, the record scratch in our ears. <laughs> it literally, literally go. Literally, <laughs> literally. Uh, anyway, though, that was just 
you know, it's really cool. That's we, cool. Um, are, are you planning on selling any of them? Or sending, selling any of them or are you, I don't think so. And how here, many books did you get total? Because oh I know you dude, posted our, a picture. Our house like your literally fucking... looks like, you know those awesome old bookstores you go into where there's just stacks of books everywhere? Yeah. And you're wheedling your way through like corridors? Yeah. Our house is beginning to look like I that. I wouldn't, I know those and they're cool. I wouldn't want to live in one. Neither do I, James. Neither do I. <laughs> So we got to figure something out here, but uh, it's a bit of an obsession. Not gonna lie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the thing is, like with the stand, like I mean, I've talked about this before. We're building a king library, right? Mm-hmm. That copy of the stand, even though it's not in the best shape, I'm never gonna pay for a copy of the stand like that. So of course I'm gonna sure. Keep yeah, it. you know, what I'm saying I, right. I want that to have it. Um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I, I could be persuaded to sell it for right now. It's just cool it's it's a cool piece to have especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to amass a collection or whatever like it's a cool piece to have sure yeah so you know i don't know we'll see we'll see what what, what uh what comes but there's some other stuff that we got that we're gonna flip for whatever you know we spent 21 dollars we probably yeah if you bought if you bought something for 38 cents and you can and sell it for like five or ten bucks or yeah, something exactly, like that exactly yeah. which a lot of stuff we bought is is for that but you know it's one of those things where we spent 21 dollars total we probably came home with i would say with all the king books even even though even though the rest of the king books aren't aren't quite where the other ones were at, you know, mm-hmm. like between those, I got oh, almost about a dozen Clive Barker books. Mm-hmm. I got like there is so much fucking stuff, dude. Like I would say that we easily came home with probably between two and three grand worth of books Jeez. for twenty one dollars. Church book fairs, people. I'm telling you, if you're into that, if you're into that kind of stuff, that's the stuff you want. Um, and we also went though within the first hour they opened, so nobody picked it over. Oh, yeah. Nobody like nice. So yeah, it was good. That's but, cool. Where where was it? Oh, uh, your ch- the church. The, you the grew church up in? I grew up at. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, a place called St. Lucy's down the street. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, that was my fun. Yeah, that's you cool. Know, I'm into nerdy stuff like that now. So yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's fun for me. Cool. We're getting old. No, we we really are, James. <laughs> uh, today, my my girlfriend said something like. Uh, we're talking about oh god fuck who were we talking about some actress in some movie or whatever she's yeah she's she wasn't she's she's definitely older but not that older I'd say probably like in her like 40s or 50s I'm like babe I'm three years away from 40 what the, <laughs> the, the fuck <laughs> uh, uh, it's good good to be reminded oh, of that times though I hate it I hate I it I hate I it I hate it and I don't it's kind of it's like having kids is cool because I can still I have a I have a um, an excuse to still sort of act like a kid all the time. That's my excuse anyway. I don't sure. know if that flies really. Sure, but I do it anyway. People who do, people who don't act like kids with their kids, I don't understand that. That's how you raise Dahmers. <laughs> I haven't watched any of oh that show God. yet. I mean, I know about Jeffrey Dahmer, but we're halfway you, through it. It's is it fucked up? Dark, dude. Is it? Yeah, it's not. It's great. Yeah, it's really dark. Mm-hmm. Every episode is an hour long, and it feels like two hours. Really, like it's and it's not that it's boring. It's just like really heavy and really dense. Oh sure. And like it just like the time just doesn't move by fast. <laughs> like like un- just, it's uncomfortable. Like just, I want yeah, this to be yeah. over so bad. I don't. I don't know how you prepare for that kind of role. Like um the, the actor that Evan plays Evan Peters. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you prepare for that kind of role. But Evan that's Peters, gotta fuck you up mentally. Like it has to. Evan Peters has already played like three serial killers. Yeah. And, so. and you know what? Give it 10, 15 years. He's gonna be in jail for something. <laughs> or or he or he's gonna fucking go the way of Heath Ledger. Think, Either or. <laughs> I think he's just I think 
Every every time I see him in, in those, interviews those and stuff like that, anyway. though, what's that? So that was a bad joke. By that the way. was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, every time I see him in interviews and stuff, he's like, seems like a pretty even keeled kind of guy, right? Yeah, yeah, like a pretty like fun loving dude. So well, I don't know. It is funny that you can play such dark characters and and leave that, you know, yeah. like leave it on set I'm, when you walk away. I'm kind of fascinated by Dahmer, though. We watched like, the actual final jeffrey dahmer interview that mm-hmm. he did for that he did for one of the big like 2020 or something like that it was one of those news outlets and um it's it's really 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 bizarre to hear him talk for how lucid he is about everything yeah like he is a guy that knows exactly what he's <clears throat> doing he is he's calm he's collected he talks about it he talks about all these really heinous things in a way that only a psychopath like they're just commonplace and it's funny. He's like in the in the show, at least. I'm sure he's had this in real life because it's all based off the same thing. But he's like, I'm pretty sure I was born this way. Like, I don't. I I know what I'm doing. I know that it's wrong, but it's a compulsion. It's this and that. It's yada yada. And it's so weird mm-hmm. to see him talk like that because he's so, like I said, lucid and right. so matter of fact about it all. It's it's weirdly like refreshing. Ew, dude. What? No, no. It, it's re- <laughs> it's refreshing to hear somebody <laughs> evil know they're evil yeah okay like to know that they to know that what they're doing is wrong like he even says at one point in time i don't do know if re- i don't know if refreshing was the word you were going for it's refreshing in the sense of like, it's like you catch somebody and so like you almost like when you catch a bad guy you almost want them to just be like yes you know they know what they did is wrong they're caught whatever right he's actually that uh, i don't know it's it's weird dude mike it's, would make a terrible judge he'd be like well you know at least he admitted it <laughs> So I'm gonna let you off easy. I'll let you pay a five hundred dollar fine, and uh, that's it. Just, just don't do it again, okay? Dude, that's what happened to Dahmer, though. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah. crazy thing. Like well, you yeah. watch his story, the fact that he didn't get caught in the very beginning is is purely on the shoulders of incompetent people, incompetent parents and family members. The ju- the, the criminal system and the judges, like it's so fucking crazy. It was a lot. It was a lot too with like the with the police. Oh yeah. They didn't want to deal with the gay stuff. No. It was so uncomfortable yep. for them to 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 be be around it and be dealing with it and stuff that they'd they just turned their they'd, Oh yeah. They just turn the turn turn yeah. their the other cheek. They were like not turn the other cheek. There's they times turn a blind a blind eye to it or whatever. There's times in the series when they'll they'll show like a um like a part of the story or whatever where Dahmer did such and such. And then they'll actually during the end credits, they'll play the actual nine one one tapes from that night, the real life nine one one tapes. Yeah. To show we're not making this up. This is exactly how it happened. That's fucky. It, I gotta it's, it's really I gotta crazy. watch it. I've I've uh I've been kind of, kind of working myself up to it. Not that I, not that I can't handle stuff like that. I just like I haven't been in a super dark mood lately. Oh, that's so. that's that's dinner theater for us. Oh, I that's, like literally like that's what we watch while we're eating dinner. Sure, that's that's <laughs> fine. It's not it's not that I not that I wouldn't. I just haven't been in the mood for anything really super dark lately. Fair, I get it. So, um, but, anyway, but yeah. That's uh, that's been my life, James. All right. Well, speaking of doing horrible things, why don't we get into some <laughs> corrections from last week? I like that. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, I do have a couple of corrections from last week. As do I. Oh, do you now? Oh, yes. Hopefully, it's nothing crazy. <laughs> uh, first off, uh, I didn't go see The Wonder Years last year, or last week. 
Why not? Because uh, it's this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you do have tickets to go see The Wonder Years. I do. Yeah. Okay. It, it is now two days from now. I thought it was last week. You weekend. never told it's me the weekend. story, by the way. Oh. After the episode. <laughs> right. Remind me. <laughs> um, James. Yeah. Monday is the accepted first day of the week. You were technically correct. However, however, in the United States and Canada, Sunday is considered to be the start of the week because of religious reasons. It's not the same everywhere. But you're not religious. Well, but our country is a Christian country. It's a Catholic country, James. Don't you know that? But Don't you watch Fox News? But you're not. <laughs> so why do you abide by the Christian? My point is there's two ways of looking at it where I think we were both correct. Uh, according to calendarwith2rs.com, because that's reputable, uh, Monday is well, technically... Well, the, the second R stands for reputable. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Good, good point. Uh, Monday is technically the start of the week. I've always, li- I've always gone with the assumption that Sunday is the beginning of the week. You get a day off at the end, and you get a day off at the beginning. I don't know why. <laughs> that's just no how sense, it's dude. That, because that's how it is on a calendar. It's the week end. Why would you put the end of it's the, the week? End of the week. Why would you put the end of the week at the beginning of the calendar? That doesn't make any sense either, though. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, probably the least important correction of the week. Yeah. Uh, it turns out women can, in fact, golf. Women can what? Golf. Did we say women can't golf? We did. When did we say that? When we were talking about golfing. When we were talking about burning tree? Yep. Um, yeah. Turns out they can, though. They're pretty I, good at it, too. No, I disagree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never I mind. That's not a correction. Yeah, I don't think that's accurate. Um, Mina, <laughs> Mina Suvari was not in Orange is the New Black. Oh. I was thinking of Taryn Manning. Oh. Um, I also called Godzilla 98 Godzilla 99. Oh, you did. You did. And you didn't correct me. You know why? Because I didn't care. Because you even said Godzilla 99 came out in 99, and then the next one will come out in 2029. So blah, 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 blah. I think that you had me. I think you had me uh, in in, in such a kerfluffle, you know? Well, then how do you explain this kerfluffle? (laughs) You said, is that where Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick met? Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't in Godzilla 98. Who was the main chick in Godzilla '98? Uh, Maria Patillo was the was like oh, the, the main chick, oh, and then Vicky, right. Vicky Lewis was also in it. But you could totally see her in that role, though. I could, yeah. Like she she plays the yeah, same when you, kind of when you said yeah. it, I didn't correct you because I I totally like I like, pictured her thinking in that about role. It, yeah, thinking yeah. about it now, I know that like I'm, I'm picturing the actress, and clearly yeah. that's not her, yeah. but. It made sense in my head at the time because that's absolutely the type of role she would play. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Because you said, uh, you said, is that where they met? I bet that's where, where they <laughs> met. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Matthew Broderick became friends with Sarah Jessica Parker's two brothers, Toby and Pippin. Yes. There's a guy named Pippin Parker in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when Matt was directing a play that Toby was in at Naked Angels Theater Company in 1991, and they started dating shortly after that. No shit. Okay. Uh, and they were married by 97. So they were married before... the. Uh, Godzilla even came out. Oh shit! Okay, and then also you asked why we didn't get five uh, grudge movies with Sarah Jessica Parker, kind of implying that Sarah Jessica, not Sarah no, Jessica Sarah, Park, Michelle uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, kind of implying that she was in all of the grudge movies in America. Uh, she died in the second one. 
Like in the first scene. Sarah Michelle Gellar's dead? Yeah, she died. In real life? And in the movie. Oh my God. She died first in real life and then in the Correction movie. Correction for next week. She's not dead. <laughs> uh, my last thing is Coolio did not, in fact, die on the pooper. He was found on the ground in the bathroom and he was not, uh, how you put it so eloquently last week, uh, pumping out a grumper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite term now, oh, ever, for being boy. in the bathroom. It used to be g- greasing one out. That was always fun. No, it was pumping hot grease. Or pumping hot grease. Yeah, yeah no, no. Pumping out a grumper, though. That's Did I say pumping out a grumper? You did. You did. I think I said pushing. I don't know. <laughs> pumping I think a grump- I said pumping. Because I, I already used to say pumping hot grease. I don't think that I would have reused the word pumping. I don't know. All either, you- either way, both of those things are disgusting. <laughs> Like I'm a I'm a vile, disgusting person. Um, I don't know why it's funny to me though. Uh, uh, anyway, that's your uh, those are your corrections. For I this can't week. take credit for Grumper though. Oh no. No, I think it's from uh, I think it's from the League. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the League is one of the funniest shows on on TV. So. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, that. that's it for corrections. So this week, Michael James, what are we doing? Tell the good people what we're doing. Well, I can tell you what we're not doing. Like how you throw it to me and I just volley it right back. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what we're not doing. What's that? We're not getting drunk. No, we're not. We're... <laughs> oh, and the reason we're not getting drunk is because... Oh, God. Michael showed up tonight with a non-alcoholic <laughs> beer. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> but it's perfect, though. Granted, I mean, it is It is perfect. And of uh, Listen, listen. Of all the years that we've been, been doing this... I've hit I've hit a lot I've hit a lot of home runs you know what I'm saying with the beers yeah, yeah. rarely do I hit a grand slam this I I think minus the 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 alcohol if in the this beer. had alcohol <laughs> in it it would be a grand slam Fine. this is an in the park grand slam how about that is that possible yeah oh yeah oh well I guess if oh yeah Jeez. have you ever watched the Tigers play oh, I'm stupid if <laughs> given if, a lot if an in the park home run is possible then obviously an in the park grand slam is possible. That can't be that can't be very common though. Um, let's see here. So non-alcoholic <laughs> brew from Wellbeing. This is Hellraiser Dark Amber. Hey, it's perfect, right? Well, why is it perfect? Because we're talking about the new Hellraiser movie. Yep. And we're also talking about we're continuing our. Oh, what's what, what is it this week? It's our our on. I got this. Keep going. I'll think of it. All right. Um, um, so this is Hellraiser Dark Amber from Wellbeing Brewery. Is it brewery or brewing? Wellbeing Brewing. Uh, this is the Fred's to fall. <laughs> Fred's to fall. Okay. It's the Fred's it's to the fall. It's the Fred's to <laughs> um, Wellbeing Brewing by O'Fallon Brewery. We've had some O'Fallons. Oh, O'Fallon, you say. Oh, O'Fallon. Oh. We've had some O'Fallons on the show we, before. We have, yeah. Uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, not exactly. It's very Irish. <laughs> very Irish of you. In fairness, there is 0.5% alcohol in this. Less than 0.5%, but still. There's 0.5 there's 0.5% alcohol in orange juice. That that's fine. So. So if we just drank orange juice, that's technically a screwdriver. That's true. <laughs> Uh, a proudly non-alcoholic malt beverage. Mm. Oh, Forge Vito when you need him. He's uh-huh. in town. He just texted me. Yeah, why is he in town and why is he not here? He was at a wedding tonight. Stupid. I don't know. All right. Award-winning craft brews with the alcohol gently removed. Gross. 
Uh, we use the latest in brewing technology to ever so gently remove the alcohol from our fully fermented craft brews. When we're finished, you have a true-to-taste brew that is non, non-alcoholically right. delicious. A true-to-taste. Yeah. <laughs> when we're finished, when we're finished, you have a true-to-taste, true-to-taste brew that is non-alcoholically delicious. Uh, All right, James. Oh, hold on. What's up? I got a little alcohol oh, left I'm, in this I'm glass. Canning. I got a. I'm canning. You're it. canning it. I'm canning it. Fuck you, man. I want to see what color it is. All right, fine. Oh, well, I can't down. I can't down mine. I got a full glass of uh, the the BL smooth here. That's not a BL smooth. Busy bro. Lizzie. Sorry. Oh, I always get them confused. Oh, look at that. Would you look at that? It's actually like so. Non-alcoholic. That's pretty dark amber. Non-alcoholic beers are getting pretty impressive these days. True. Um, cause it, it used to be like Bush NA or fucking O'Doul's, you know, which, which they're not, they're not terrible. <laughs> not terrible. The Heineken it's zero zero fla- is it's really beer good. flavored water. Yeah. Basically the Heineken zero zero is really good. I drank that a lot. I, I drink a shit ton of that when I had my nose <laughs> surgery. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I'm sitting at home by myself. It's the only time that I literally like drank all day for like three days straight and didn't feel guilty about it dude this pretty good this smells like beer it Sm- does smells like a beer oh, shit. cheers me cheers bud Think. All right, let's fill ourselves up without getting a buzz well, what do we got fun i'll be damned uh oh it, it, it is missing something it's got it's like um you know what honestly it's ooh, um, ooh, the longer it sits in my mouth, it's not good. It's got a very um It tastes like water. It's got a very f- like kind of floral finish. It does, it. but it also tastes like water. It's not that good. It's Who not, knew? It's you take not, the alcohol out of a beer and it sucks. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's just not awesome. It's it's I don't know. I get like that. You know, like, you like know when if you, I like you know if when I you get it, water that has like a like a weird minerally taste at the at the end of it. Yes, that's what I get from this. Yeah, it's like it's brewed with well water. That's actually what it tastes like. There's also though a little bit on the, it's not, it's not like on the finish a little bit is almost like fruity pebbles. Do you taste that? Breathe through breathe through your nose and kind of do the whole. I do not. No. I just you get, don't? I, I, I just get, get like a little bit of fruity pebbles. I get gross groundwater. That's honestly all I'm getting from this. Like iron? Yeah. Like a lot yeah, of iron? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I don't like this at all. Well, you fucking, you tried and you failed. Well, hopefully the new Hellraiser movie will be better than the Hellraiser <laughs> beer, right? Uh, What a bummer, too, because it's yeah. a really cool can. It is cool. Uh, Cool artwork. You like, just, you, like just, you just wasted it by... um. You know, making a non-alcoholic yeah. malt beverage. Ugh. Well, hey, buy water, get water, right? Yeah, you can't win them all. All right. Uh, uh. So that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about. And now we're going to get into trailer trash, baby. Yes, sir. We're going to watch a trailer. We're going to get not trashed because we're not drinking alcohol. Are we watching two trailers? We got two, baby. <laughs> yeah, bud. All right. So let's get into it. That intro music always reminds me of Ocean's Eleven. I have no idea why. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. When they're walking through the casinos, yeah. or whatever, and they're all swaggery, getting yeah. ready for the heist. Oh, yeah, yeah. something dude, like that. Dude, underrated movies. Ocean Eleven. So Ocean's good. Le- uh, they're what? so good. Have I? I don't think I've seen all of them. 
I saw Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve. I'm not gonna say that they're all amazing, but they're all very fun. The first two are really good. Uh, it, like you, an ensemble heist movie. What's not to like? A heist movie in general. What's well, not to yeah, like? well, exactly, exactly, obviously, but like, like all the best. Heat, amazing. Yeah. National yeah. Treasure, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, what's what do you think? Your what is your favorite? Under uh, appreciated movie. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. I'm that's putting a, it on the spot. It's a big question. I'm not going to be able to answer you. I like, have right one. now. I have one. I, uh, I mean, like I could, uh, like I always sing the praises of it as good as it gets. I love that movie. True. Yeah. Fucking love. I don't know that if it's movie. underappreciated, but it is good. Um, I tell me yours. Runaway Jury. What? Yeah, you're seeing Runaway Jury. No. So good. What is it? It's so good. It's what is uh, it even John Cusack uh, and fuck, I forget who else is in it, but it's based on a John Grisham novel, I believe. So it's, okay. a, it's a courtroom procedural about a jury that is selected, but like everybody on the jury is selected by people behind the scenes, like talking to the ears of the lawyers while they're. Oh, like, it's so good. I've seen that movie. It's so good. I have seen that movie before. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I didn't know that that was... Basically, they're a, they're a company that you hire to fix a jury. Yeah. To get your, your outcome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and then John Cusack makes his way through somehow without being part of it. Yep. Yeah, I it, have dude, seen that movie before. It's so fucking good. I, had, you, had, like, had you just asked me if I had ever seen the movie Runaway Jury, I would have... I would have sat here all night and said no. Anthony never, Hopkins is Hop- Hopkins. No, in I've it? never seen that before. But Maybe yeah, once you started describing yeah. it, yes, I've seen it, that. It's, a, it's like my favorite underappreciated movie. It's so huh. good. Weird. Always watch it. Um, well, speaking of on TV, at speaking least. of maybe underappreciated movies, I have no idea. What are we That's watching fair. here tonight? All right, James, uh, we got a two for this week. Do you want uh, fun or scary first? Let's start with scary. Scary. All right, here Ooh, we go. Uh, this scary. one is also. Uh, completely new to me which is fun completely uh, nude you i nude me uh i have not watched this yet that's so very so it's new just to gonna be two minutes of nude you could be okay i can get down with that this is the new neil marshall movie oh called the lair which is a totally uh creature feature a, to- Neil, a totally a creature totally, feature. Which is ironic. And that's, we're a, watching and that's a totally awesome sentence. I know, right? And it, and it's really, really cool because we, because watching also Neil movie Marshall on TV, big wall screen next yeah. to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching The Descent as well. We are. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. Uh, anyway, though, this is called The Lair. I know nothing about it. So this is new for both of us. All right. Yesterday, I was shot down and hunted by men that wanted to cut my head off. Batter up, you son of a... So here's the thing. Um, they show the creature way too much in that trailer. They really first do. Off. Also, it look, just it just looks look. like the military version of Resident Evil. Like that's the nemesis monster. I was gonna say, uh, the things it looks pretty low budge. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> it looks though super fun. Oh, it looks fun. Yeah, but looks, yeah, I got like I got like <laughs> hardcore Resident Evil. Yep. 
um, the descent. Yep. Hello, because Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall the descent, yep. I was like, oh, it's a his it's claustrophobic a, with like the one torch light. It's in the a room fucking. Kind of thing. It's yeah. just a super descent beast, right? <laughs> and then also, and, and I was also like thinking, Doom did it. Yep. Yes. Kind it looked, of. It yeah. looked like Doom. It looked like the fucking Doom with the rock. And and I, the whole time I was watching, I was just like, What if this is a low key Doom sequel? Where's the, the rock, rock? And the Rock turns up at the end of it. That would be awesome. Be awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it, it looks it looks like fun. It doesn't look like the best movie in the world. No, I kind of I kind of hate when these directors that we love because they put out really like I don't want to say artistic, but like. I mean, yes, they are artistic, but like these really good movies 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And now, in order to get their movies made, they have to sacrifice a bunch because you know he probably thinks the same thing that we do about certain aspects of it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a bummer, you know? It's just kind not of a, a bummer. It's just not a, it's not a real original idea, though, either. It's just like. I don't know what the. I mean. The idea they're in like Taliban sh- country and there's a monster that lives you, in the hills. Well, and- you just you show up at a bunker and it turns out to be a science lab where they're growing a monster. Like that's I, pretty fucking. It makes me curious. Seen shit like it makes that me before, curious. You know? Is there is there way more to the story that we are not privy to, or did they give away literally everything, <laughs> including the creature, in the trailer? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm leaning but I towards do, the I, latter. I do agree with you though. They showed the creature way too much. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. like what are you doing? Um, okay, uh, that's the layer. So that was the scary one. That was the scary one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now ready for the awesome one. Right. I've watched this. Uh, close your eyes because I don't want you to see this. But okay. um, this is the new trailer for a movie that we will be doing at the holidays this year. Uh, this is a movie called. Violent Night. Have you heard of this? Uh, I don't think so. Good. Wait, hold on. Good. Wait. Is there somebody who plays Santa that I should be... Oh, you'll know who it is, yeah. Have you, heard... God, have I... you just heard of it then? Is that basically what it is? I can't remember who it is, but I feel like I've... Okay, well... It doesn't, you know it doesn't matter. Let's just let's We'll just come back roll. to it. Let's roll. This is called Violent Night, and it's the best thing you'll see all year. Violent Night. Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the ranger do most of the work. <laughs> this is my fourth year at the center. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Come on. Which one of you did that, Prancer? So unprofessional. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Tell me that does not look like the greatest thing ever. That looks awesome. Yeah, uh, we are definitely doing that for uh, Christmas this year. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> um, it's it's literally Die Hard. Yeah, it is. It's like somebody thought. Like everybody says, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Let's actually make a Die Hard Christmas. Well, movie. hold on, hold on now. Don't, but also don't encroach on the. Well, no, but no, no. Like, let's make a real yeah. Christmas movie that is Die Hard. <laughs> it's the same thing. John Leguizamo is is basically Hans Gruber. Yeah, they're 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 taking a family hostage because they have because three hundred million, million dollars yeah. in their bank. <laughs> like, and and even all of his one liners, talking on the walkie talkie, yep. taking out the henchmen. It's fucking Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. 
Santa Claus Santa. as John McClane. That's yes. fucking, that, dude, that looks awesome. And David Harbour as Santa yeah. is fucking incredible. Fantastic. Oh my god. Oh, that looks like a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. We should maybe do a maybe we could uh Can can you say that more more Boston? What? This looks like a lot of fun, dude. Looks like a lot of fun, dude. <laughs> uh we should try we should try and get together early enough on Die Hard Night to do a double feature. That would be amazing. That would be really cool. So uh yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that looks uh that looks better than it has any right to be. Yeah. Yep. Honestly. Yep. Uh and I'm I'm pumped for it. So I was not expecting how violent it was gonna a, I mean it's called budget, Violent Night, but it's a big budget universal movie too. Yeah. Like they're going all in on it. Yeah, that's cool. I kind of feel like you have to though. If you're gonna if you're gonna put the money behind a movie like that, you have to go balls out. Right. Otherwise it's not gonna work. So hopefully it's a big success, and then that prompts them to make more, uh, like, like holiday fair type movies. You know. Well, I mean, like David Harbor is the Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> David Harbor is the Easter bunny. <laughs> like I want to see all of them. Give me them all. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, that looks like fun. Hey James. Um, yeah, dude. That was trailer trash. Cool. Let's get into the bleed feed. No. 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 Okay. Fine. Let's get into the bleed feed. Son of a bitch. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, Jones. Hi. Uh, not a whole lot of news this week. Oh, it's right actually going to be a pretty quick segment, uh, which is refreshing because nobody likes to hear me talk for more than, you know, Everything's refreshing to you this week. It is. Oh, it's a very Jeff, refreshing. Jeffrey week. Jeffrey Dahmer is so refreshing. This is like a this this whole week light, is light news week. It's so refreshing. This whole week has just been like a new like a new uh, like crack open a sprite. It's very very refreshing. And pour it in your ass. Ooh, a, a sprite ooh. Em- enema. That would fizzle. So refreshing. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about that to be honest with you. Um, speaking of enemas, you'd feel um, effervescent. Mike Doherty uh, has uh, has spilled the beans at Beyond Fest this year that Trick or Treat Two is in quote active development once again. Right on. Now we've heard this before, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, he is he is teasing that it's coming finally after whatever. How many years? Uh, when did Trick or Treat come out? Early 2000s? Mm, Late 2000s? Something like that? Like 2006, I think? Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been long enough. Everybody's been waiting for a Trick or Treat 2. 2007. Mike, yeah, Mike Doherty <laughs> says it's finally in active development again. So we'll see what that means. Hopefully that means, though, we'll have a new Trick or Treat by next year. That would be amazing. That would be cool. Uh, moving on to more movie news, which is everything this week. Um, let's see here. Spawn. We haven't talked about Spawn in a while. Apparently, there's new writers. Now, for the, for the longest time, Todd McFarlane had said that he wasn't going to let anyone else write the script but him. Yeah. He's apparently softened on that in uh, recent times because there's new writers being brought on with uh, Scott Silver, who wrote Joker. Malcolm Spellman, who wrote Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Marvel, okay. uh, as well as a, a guy named Matthew Mixon, are all now on board writing the script. So it's exciting to know that this movie is still in development. Uh, it doesn't uh, do anything, though, to make me feel like it's not going to be out anytime before the next five years. 
I just feel like this movie is going to be that movie you hear about for the next 20 years and it's not going to get made. This was, it's like, uh, what the fuck was it? Oh, New Mutants. It was the movie we talked about for like six years, you know? Mm-hmm. And it never came out, never came out. And then when it finally did, it was a disappointment. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that, to be completely honest with you. I have Todd McFarlane's original script for this movie, and I haven't read it yet. Um, with Scott, I should read it. With but... Scott Silver, though, you know, yeah, like I'm like the tone of Joker, like it was a very, it was a very dark, like serious. Sure. I gotta stop saying the word like. I just said it fifteen times in the last twenty. You seconds. like like I like 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 like. Um, with Joker being the the dark, uh, grounded in reality kind of film that it was, if they do that with Spawn. Like if that's really what they take want. it really take it into a a, a dark place. Yeah. I think it would be pretty cool. No, I I don't disagree. I I think that'll be good. I just you know being that they're treating the Spawn character as a character that you don't see very often in the movie, and it's all based on the two uh, uh, detect- uh, detectives. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is going to stay. I know that they've talked about it almost being like a Jaws kind of character. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Jamie I, just, Fox, I just wonder how, how much they're going to stick to that. You know? Jamie Foxx is still attached to it. He uh-huh. is still attached to Star. Uh, Jeremy Renner, however, who was previously announced as being uh, one of the two detect- uh, detectives, uh, he is, quote, up in the air. Mm. So who knows if we'll actually get Jeremy Renner, which I like Jeremy Renner, so yeah, sure. that'd be a bummer to lose him. Uh, and then Jamie Foxx, I doubt we'd even recognize that it's him, so I, I, I'm not really sure how to take that unless they show him unmasked. But if they're only showing him a little bit in the movie, I I don't know. The whole thing's kind of confusing. But it's it's always hard to imagine with a with a an actor that big that they wouldn't show his face. That wasn't maybe that's why the studio hated the original script so much. Yeah, is because they didn't show it. It's like you have you have Jamie Fox and you're not going to show his face. Well, it's like well no. Well, and he he was the one who was totally cool with him. Yeah, not oh, yeah. showing up a lot. Oh, you yeah. know, it's it's just I don't know. It's that silly. doesn't shock me though, because the studio thinks Jamie Fox money. Right. Like we want to be able to advertise his face on things. Yeah. Not a not yeah. a, a shitty mask yeah, that that's no one's why, ever seen before. That's you know? why studio involvement ruins so many movies. Yeah. <laughs> so James, what's new on the Ghostbusters? With me, front? nothing, dude. Shut up. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is uh, in development, which is exciting. And nice. uh, this week it was confirmed by her uh, that McKenna Grace will be back by her as who? Phoebe by mckenna grace oh <laughs> uh she will be back uh as phoebe in it and uh her quote is so cute <laughs> like mckenna grace is just like uh i'm constantly pressuring jason reitman our director it's always uh, i'm always trying to figure out what the story is i literally have no ounce of a clue as to what the story is uh if i knew about a marvel film or if i knew about ghostbusters i'd still be sitting here being like i have no clue but it's driving me nuts i'm just excited to be phoebe so That's she cool. will be back for it. Yeah, she was like, the best part of Afterlife. Yeah, I loved her in that role. So she was really good. I'm very excited about that. So all new uh, new movies that are coming, hopefully within the next year. Fingers crossed. Uh, but honest to God, that's your news this week. That's it. There ain't much, dude. There was something really not much. Shit. What was I gonna? I was gonna bring up and see if you had. It doesn't matter because I can't think of it. Fucking yeah. Hell. If I miss something, tell me. But. I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Was it a trailer? Oh. Son of a bitch! I can't remember what it was. 
I it was something know. I was going to ask you, and I figured, oh, no, he's going to have this already in his news, and then you didn't. No, it's all fucked up. It doesn't matter. All right. So, anyway, we're going to... That's it? That's it. All right. We're... We're moving on, James. Wow. That's it. Well, I guess we're already 50 minutes in. It's early. It's early. You want to sit here and just, like, bullshit for a yeah, You just want to, like, shoot the shit about some stuff? Like... So, uh, how about them bears, uh, James? Oh, t- speaking of the Midwestern <laughs> accent... <laughs> Oh, so we are going to do this. <laughs> the, guy, the guy that you sent to me, I've been like, his oh. his videos on, on Instagram. Hey, hey, buddy. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, oh, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Um, it, what's his name? Old Time Hockey. Old Time Hockey. Old Time Hockey. He's a, he's, a, he's a Michigan native from the U, UP. Dude, uh, I don't typically like ASMR and stuff like that. Just because there's something like, it's something about it makes me anxious. His stuff I love though. Dude, I've I made, been watching I made so many of his videos. I made milkshakes last night simply because he made milkshakes out of zebra, <laughs> zebra cake. Zebra cake milkshakes. <laughs> and there you go, buddy. I'm like, oh. here you here you go, buddy. Like you- I can't fucking say you know I hate when people whisper, especially into a microphone. Here you go, buddy. But when he does it with a Midwestern accent, I'm just like, Yeah, it's- that's fine, dude. That's totally fine. Yeah. Okay. So good. So good. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, I love how he ends all of his videos with like a Game Boy Color. Like it's nothing modern. It's like an old school. Oh, I was. I like. I've. I've. I've been thinking. Uh. Like, how fun would it be to hang out with this guy? You just hang out in the woods. He looks like my drink Verners, eat good food, and play old school Nintendo. Yeah. He looks like my cousin. Uh. My cousin's husband. Uh. His name's Bo. Mm -hmm. He looks exactly like him. Like. To a T, plays hockey, big mustache, the whole deal. Like it's it's crazy. Does he uh, have a a Uper accent? He might. Does he? Yeah, he might <laughs> very well. Um. Anyway, though, that's hey, a bleed we feed. shot we shot the shit for an extra minute yeah. there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, the bleed feed. We're gonna take a little bit of a break, and when we get back, we're raising some hell, baby. Raising some hell, and we're raising some hell babies. We have. Ooh, really? You're yeah. pregnant? Yeah. Told you last week. Yep. Knew it. Nailed it. Knew it. We'll be back. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hey, James. Yeah, dude. Guess what? What? I have such sights to show you. Right on. Yeah. Right on. We're going to go to the 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 spooky ooky place. What's that place in Detroit where they do the crazy uh, like hook hanging and stuff? Uh, theater Bazaar. Oh. I'm taking you to Theater Bazaar. Isn't that where everything's shaped like a dick? Yeah. Nope. That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. That is... Uh, wait, no. No, that's the other. That's the oh, other that's thing. the what's it called? The, oh, it's, fuck. it's just uh, called the, the sex show or the something. The sex isn't show, it? the porno show, the something show. Not dirty show. That's the it. dirty show. The dirty show. Yes. It should just be called dirty old dick show. That was the first time like that dicks. I, that was the first time that I ever saw a man with a fist up his ass. Really? Yeah. First time. So in, you're, so in, in you're photos. A, you're a late bloomer. Yeah, in photos. In, in photos. I've still never seen it in person. Bucket list though. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, that would fit right at home, though, honestly, green in the Hellraiser universe. 
Are we talking about Hellraiser first? We are, yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why wouldn't we? We've been talking about Freddy last every week, James. I don't know. Come on. Uh, Hellraiser from well, 2022. I, I don't know, because I figured this is a brand new movie. Maybe nope. we would do nope. it. Nope, doesn't matter. doesn't give it precedence. Okay. Come on now. Okay. Uh, directed by David Bruckner, who did The Ritual, which we loved. Uh, the Night House, which we both loved. Segments in VHS and Southland. Southbound. Or Southbound, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's making a name for himself. Hellraiser, not a bad gig to get. It's all right, did, I guess. Did pretty good for himself. It's all right. Um, if you've not seen Hellraiser yet, that just came out today. Uh, Literally, yeah. this is the most on the ball we've ever been. Yes. It came out today. Don't listen to this if you don't want to hear spoilers about this movie. Correct. Because we're not going to hold back. Yeah, we're incapable of being spoiler And if we ruin the movie for you... Not our fault. It's your fucking fault, dude. So, fair warning. And just remember, if we do spoil it for you, you heard it first on the Bloody Good Film Podcast. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Uh, a take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. Oh, no. Dick Dimension X. Oh, no. That's where they're from. Is that what it's called? No. That's, that's where the Ninja Turtles dimension is, though. <laughs> I'm choosing to believe that that's where they're from. Sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, rounding up the cast here. Uh, Jamie Clayton steps into the role as the Hell Priest Pinhead. Yeah, uh, does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I will say. Uh, getting to more of that later. Uh, Odessa Zeon uh, is Riley, who is the the main anti- uh, protagonist, if you will, there you in, go. in the movie. I, protagonist in quotation marks. We'll say. Sure. She's not the most likable character I've ever seen for a good guy in a movie. Uh, again, we'll get there. I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll get there. Uh, you have uh, Adam Faison, who plays Colin. Uh, Drew Starsky, who plays Trevor. Starkey. Who is Starkey, sorry. Who is Riley's boyfriend. Or, or not boyfriend, fuck buddy, uh, whatever you want to call him. Sure. Uh, what, what's the technical term? Fuck buddy? Is, uh, it, is that how we're... Is that it? It's the old... Uh, is that 2022? I don't know if I can say that now. It's, it's the old... Uh, the pump and dump? I don't the, know. The old pump and dump. <laughs> uh, Brandon Flynn, who plays Matt... Uh, Ifoni Hines, uh, Aofe, Aofe. I'd say Efe. Efe, Efe Hines. Okay, F-A like that Hines. as Nora. She was the roommate, right? Yeah, she was the roommate. Uh, and then you have the Cenobites. We already talked about Jamie Clayton as the Hell Priest. We have Jason Lyles as the Chatterer. Uh, Yinka Olarufene. Olarunif. Olarunife. Yeah, yeah, that one as the Weeper. Now the Weeper was new. Yeah. This movie, right? Yep. The Gasp, played by Selena Lowe. Was she new? She looked like a take on the Cenobite that was in Hellraiser 2. Yeah. But I don't know if it's supposed to be the same character. I don't know if not. it's the same character, but she did, yeah. And then you have the Afix, played by Zachary Hing. Asfix. Asfix, okay. Asfix, because it's supposed to be like asphyxiation. Yeah. I say asphyxiation, though. I pronounce you it. You say asphyx. I do. It's, I say it wrong. So it you, is what it that's is. how you say that word? Asphyxiation, yeah. What's wrong with you? I mean, asphyxiation. How much, how much time do you have? So, like, when you say <laughs> he was asphyxiated, that's how you say that? First off, nobody says that to begin with. He Why? was choked out. Nobody. 
being being choked out and being asphyxiated are two different things, like, kind of. Like like David Carradine. Yeah. Auto was, auto erotic asphyxiation, no, you auto, would say? Auto erotic choke. Auto erotic <laughs> asphyxiation. As you don't choke. actually say it that way, do you? I it's weird. I, I I feel like I say it both ways depending on how I'm saying it. Say th- yeah. hey, say yeah. things right. Nah. Nah, it makes my life more fun. Asphyxiation. <laughs> Jeez. I All think right. it's because of the Aphex twins. I know that's not the same thing, but I think of that in in terms of that word. It's I think that's why I say it. It's Aphex twin. <laughs> it's the not Aphex twin. It's not the and there's only one. <laughs> Aphex Wait, twin. How is it Do a I twin have to fucking? How is it a twin then? Huh? How is it a twin? That's the thing. Do I have to correct you on everything tonight? Uh, you're just wrong. I I, I I disagree with you. Um. Okay. So oh, and then, this is the first. And half. then uh, Gorin Gorin. Uh, I don't know. There's way too many consonants in his name. <laughs> you you recognize him from a lot of stuff, but Gor Gorin. Who do you play in this movie? Viz Viz Vinchik. Vinchik? He yeah, played sure. Voight. He played Randall Voight. Voight, the guy with the fuck the liminal thing in his chest. Oh yes, yes, yeah. the main guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how I left him off my uh, my list here. Um, <coughs> so this is the first proper Hellraiser movie since Hellraiser Judgment. Yeah. Um, which we both loved. So, and the thing is, a lot of people didn't like Judgment. So I feel like going into this movie, there wasn't a lot to be expected. Yeah. Especially if you didn't like Judgment. Yeah. Um, which, so I, uh, I understand all the love that this movie is getting just based on what it is. Um, I liked this movie. Sure. I don't know that I loved it. Agree. I don't know that I loved it. Um, I, agree. I honestly, and we'll go through why I honestly think I like Hellraiser Judgment better than this movie. I would have to rewatch it. Yeah. But I do, I do remember really liking Hellraiser so, Judgment. Oh, oh, rewatch Judgment, you mean? Yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I watched I, Judgment recently. Okay. So I can say that I can say that with, with fact. I think that I prefer Judgment over this, which is blaspheme probably to a ton <laughs> of people. That's fine. I get it. Like, this is just our opinion. Uh, I'm not even going to argue with you because I totally understand, especially with this series, it is very much like an individual's game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, your, your ranking is your ranking and nobody's wrong on it. Right, right. Um, that being said... I thought this movie was dreadfully boring at times. I really did. Oh, really? It was two hours long. Did not need to be two hours long. I did think it ran a bit long. Yeah. Like every, like I understand the idea that the Cenobites don't move with any real purpose. Like they just kind of float around and like they move very slow and that's why they're creepy. Like they're very, they're very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Calculated. Yes, very calculated. So they're not going to be a fast-moving creature. They're right. they're doing what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They have their sights set. They do it, and they move very slow, kind of like a Michael Myers walk, right? Sure. If not slower, right? Towards whatever it is they're doing, right? Love Jamie Clayton's voice, even though I wish it was a hair lower. I still wish that it was a hair lower because her voice still sounded feminine a little bit, mm-hmm. and I wish the feminine femininity was taken out completely. <clears throat> I didn't I didn't mind that so much. I think it was more so the um the S's like she hit her S's a lot. Hard. They were very hard, yeah. And it, and that that to me just like it, it was really distracting to oh. me. 
other I loved the voice and I loved her as as the priest. Um I liked the voice when But like just the S's were like really, really strong and and, and it kind of distracted me a little bit. Yeah. So I used her very first like actual line of dialogue for the intro in this episode. Yeah. I love her voice in that segment. But yeah. it seems like in the later parts of the mm-hmm. movie. It doesn't quite have that low characteristic they didn't, to it. Yeah, it didn't seem like they modulated it as much. As much, yeah. yeah. And, and and like I said, I was really, really, really hoping for this this really like separate thing between the feminine look of Pinhead mm-hmm. and then this demonic voice. Like, yeah. That's what I really wanted. And unfortunately, you get a little bit of like, it's demonic, yeah, but it's also slightly feminine as well Mm -hmm. and i feel like that just kind of didn't have the type of juxtaposition that i wanted it to have sure yeah um other than that though i do like the movie Mm -hmm. i think the movie it it doesn't do anything new in fairness um i i I like the movie i mean it does it does it does it exploring the different configurations Okay, that's uh, I new. I thought was pretty cool. I meant in terms of plot, I guess. Like the plot isn't really anything new. No. Uh, well, yeah, I like having somebody who is a previous owner of the configuration who's not like once you find out what his ultimate uh goal is and I I'm talking about Voight. Yeah. At this point. But Voight basically plays the same character as the guy in Hellraiser 1, the, the first Hellraiser movie, who's looking to get his body back. Oh, Frank? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He basically plays Frank. Yeah. A little bit different, but basically the same character. Sure, yeah. Uh, Riley basically plays the same character as, um, what's her name from the first movie? The main girl that's yeah. figuring everything out. But the movie is very similar. And in fairness, it's, it's a re imagining i'm not gonna say that it's a remake yeah it does hit on a lot of the same notes as the first movie but it also it is also different though i'll give it that so it's definitely a reimagining of the source material Mm -hmm. so there's going to be similarities and that's fine um i just think the original movie kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit more personally probably because it was directed by clive barker like it's 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 his movie that movie like the original Hellraiser, that one features the the uh, Cenobites not very much at all. No, but they, they leave a more lasting effect. They honestly. do. Even in this movie, the Cenobites were not front and center, which they didn't need to be necessarily, but I still found myself wanting more. Let's talk about the Cenobites for a second. Okay. Um, Leading up to this premiere, everything looked really cool and i was like i'm yeah i'm kind of feeling the the design of these new cenobites and stuff yeah. like that i found myself missing the black leather a little bit in the design a little bit yeah uh like just seeing 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 the priest off in the distance like all like pale skin with the with the uh the carve outs and stuff was was cool. I still think they look like the eye robot. And, and it was robots. <laughs> yeah. And it was and it was ghostly and it was but then like when you got up close, I don't know. There's just always that there's there was always that contrast between the dark black leather that went all the way up to the neck yeah. on Doug Jones and then his stark white face. Yeah. And then the gleaming pins and made stuff him look like that. More priestly. Yeah. Quite frankly. Right. And then there's just like the there's the you know, like S and M gear, and uh, and and 
what the Cenobites do kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that always made sense to me. Yeah, I, I don't completely disagree with you. I like the look of the new ones. I think it's a cool look. I just don't know that it's completely successful in what they were trying to do. I feel like they... It was exactly what you said. The, the 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 black leather from the first one. It's almost like they wanted to do the complete polar opposite. They reminded me more of like... Um... I do like the idea that they're not actually dressed in clothes, though, and all of their markings are made from their skin literally being ripped up. Sure, yeah. That's, that's a cool idea. Yeah, that's It's a cool. very cool idea. Yeah, that's They even cool. show somebody becoming a Cenobite at the end, which we've right. never seen before. Right. That was very... And he actually looked pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see a movie with him in it. Um, I think, I mean, is that the intention? He's, I hope so. He's the new, wh- how do they describe it? Like, it's <laughs> it's uh, toward the end when he trades in his his sensation gift, his liminal gift for Leviathan. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what the priest says, something about the sovereignty of pain and pleasure and blah, 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 and now you will weir- wield that power. So he's actually taking on the role of... A Cenobite. Not only a Cenobite, or is he but the Hell Priest? Not only a Cenobite, but a very powerful Cenobite. Sure, sure. Right. So, um, but it's it's a gift and it's a curse, which all of them are really. Mm-hmm. But this one seems to be almost like the ultimate gift and the ultimate curse at yes. the same time, because he's destined to be basically strapped to that. And that's what he wanted, though. Wasn't he's it? he's he's kind of strapped to the cross for eternity. No, and flayed. Yeah, it, that's not but what he wanted. Same, at but the at end, the same time, he gets to wield some sort of power, which... I guess that makes it good then. I don't know. It's weird because at the end, he just wanted... So he was bound by this like mechanical thing. We're talking about um, the character Voight. of... Voight. yeah. So Voight had this like mechanical thing on his chest and on his back that like basically tightened his strings, if you will, like his nerves well, it or whatever. Was, every nerve in his body was connected to this thing, and they, and it basically pulled his nerves through this series of mechanical gears, gears yeah. for six years straight. Yeah. Because so he when he because he was this he was this super rich and powerful guy and he had everything afforded to a human being that you could you could possibly imagine. And so when it came time for him to uh, choose his gift he chose the liminal configuration which is sensation mm-hmm. and him being a human being he thought like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna experience the wildest pleasures that the human mind could possibly imagine yeah not taking into account that the he's Cen- talking about sex <laughs> not taking into account that the cenobites which if you look at them why would you not understand this the Cenobite's idea of experiencing sensation is very different from ours. And yes. they take things to such extremes that, you know, it's it's as much pain as you could imagine. Sure. It's, and, and through that, you're supposed to derive some sort of pleasure or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't get um, that. Somebody, I, somebody pointed out, I thought it was a pretty astute um, observation that... He seemed to be almost like a Jeffrey Epstein type character, huh? Because you've got his he his secretary woman who would be like the Ghislaine Maxwell was going out. He was this guy who was wildly rich, and and he was and he had her going out and retrieving these people to bring back to the. None of them were underage girls, though. 
it's you got to think outside the box a little bit here, Mike. Obviously, he didn't. Um, going, going and retrieving people to bring into his his palace of yeah pleasure and hedonism, so that he could. Are you not seeing no, this at I, all? I, I I feel like that's a stereotype that fits a lot of people, including Jeffrey Epstein. But I feel like it fits other people better. And don't ask me for examples, but it's kind of an archetype that you that that is well known, if you will. I, the rich guy that sends his assistants out to get people to come back to his place to do stuff, like that's kind of an archetype. But this this is a story that was this is a story that was front and center in our culture within the past two years. Sure, no, I I get that I get that perspective on it, but I don't know that I agree with it one hundred percent. That's all. I just, I just don't know what I do. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe they wrote it from that perspective too. Who knows? Mm. I didn't take it that way though. No. Is, is all I'm saying. Um, I, 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 there's, there's parts of this movie that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, the gallery room that Voight has set up with the Lament configuration uh, set up in Lament. it. Lament configuration. Why can you never say that right. Always. <laughs> uh, they set up in the beginning. Um, the room itself. It has all of the um like the architecture in the room is all set up like the lament configuration yeah which is very reminiscent of I believe Hellraiser four, four I think yeah where right. the guy's got like the whole room that's basically modeled after it uh which I thought was which, which I thought was really cool wasn't that the one where they go to space too? yes yes and it then was. the uh, the, so maybe that's the not actual the, same the actual space station itself turns into the yes what's the what was the it was the opposite of the lament configuration i forget what it was called oh, shit. i have no what idea was it called it's been so long since we watched that uh yeah i can't remember what it was called but it um, was supposed to be like the yeah the configuration that could destroy the lament configuration i i really enjoyed things like that though that i thought were callbacks to parts of the original series yeah um uh, i will say this though in terms of character I did not like Riley, who was the main, uh, the main chick uh, character of the story, played by Odessa Azion. I did not find her character to be sympathetic in the least, and I, and I know that these movies are supposed to be dark, and everyone's supposed to have their own personal demons and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I get that, but like, there's no part of me that felt any kind of compassion for her character. Just didn't. Like she just makes bad choices all the time, and I and I understand where you're supposed to to get the sympathy, the sympathy for her, right? I get that. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel it for her. Yeah. Like she like like there's no good characters in this movie at all, except for maybe um what's his name the uh the the friend oh the, the um, one the one like Colin weird, yeah Colin the weird guy he's maybe the, the weird old... guy why did you say the weird no guy? no the boyfriend he's the boyfriend. Oh, right? tr- uh, of, Trevor? Y- no, Trevor was her boyfriend. Talking about her brother's boyfriend. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, Cal- yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm the right guy. Yeah, he he's he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's probably the most sympathetic character of all because he's just trying to figure the whole thing out and make sense of it all. Um, but she's like the one that we're supposed to follow and and be the 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 good girl of the story. And I just I just didn't feel it with her, honestly. Um. She was not I just, my favorite. I didn't really, f- I didn't feel the same. Like I, she did make a lot of bad decisions and stuff. I, I liked her as a character though because she was so flawed. I feel like, I feel like in a movie like Hellraiser, a lot of the, uh, a lot of what you're dealing with is somebody who is, uh, 
like if you go back and, and, and look at a lot of the characters in the Hellraiser series, you're dealing with people who are trying to replace some sort of empty space in their life sure. with uh, drugs or money or or sex or some, some, out of three of those. some sort of vice. And so I feel in that way she kind of fits the archetype of of the the Hellraiser main character. To a degree, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about her I didn't like, though. Um, I just couldn't really fully get behind her character. I thought Trevor was interesting because he, and spoilers here, you find out at the end of the movie he's been paid the entire time by um, Voight yeah. to basically bring this new set of uh, people to him to sacrifice to the configuration so that he could trade in his his liminal gift that he got yeah which makes sense because Voight in the beginning of the movie Voight had an assistant that would go out and would find guys to come back or people rather to come back and try to figure out the puzzle box so Mm -hmm. that they'd be punished and he wouldn't be um and so then the the puzzle box is then hidden away in a shipping container somewhere they find it mostly because now we know that Trevor was being paid by him. Yeah. So he knew exactly where it was. Uh, Voight did. So you basically had the same story playing out again, only we're following Riley's character, who is who is the main character at that I th- point. I thought the interesting thing about out. Trevor, though, was he genuinely seems at times like he's trying to talk her out of it. Sometimes, yeah. Like there's even... I, I, think, I think he probably, because they at this point were like seeing each other and it i'm it seems to me you like you didn't get that from them banging all the time what what it's like they, they they're banging from the very beginning of the movie and you think well i think they're seeing each other <laughs> well even they don't say that they're but he tries to say i love you and he but i think that he actually i think he actually does love her okay i think he does yeah. like to me there's a scene where there's a scene where he tries to steal the configuration and run away with it and like get rid of it because he doesn't want her continuing down this path yes. and I think he's genuinely trying to do that. Yeah, I agree. Like I think that he actually has fallen in love with her and he wants to try and avoid sure. what's to come here. Sure. Um so I thought he was kind of an interesting character in that way. Because at the end, he ultimately gives into you know what he's supposed to be doing for the money that he's been paid, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I just thought that I it, like there was a it was almost like there was a good guy underneath that wanted to come out. Sure, a I little get that. Bit. He's layered, yeah. But then at the end, he ends up you know fucking her over anyway, and he gets what he deserves. Yep. <laughs> uh yes, yes. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the effects in this movie because it's Hellraiser, so we sure. gotta talk about that. Speaking of um, getting what you deserve. Exactly. Uh there's some some cool stuff. I didn't think that this I wanted this movie to be gorier. Yeah. Not that I needed it to be like over the top necessarily, but I feel like Hellraiser in and of itself, I mean hell, part of our intro is uh, to to the bleed or to the tofu is literally graphic meta- uh, uh, images of macabre graphic a man macabre torturing images. himself yeah. into a bloody pot. Like, and I that, didn't feel like it got any of that. And that thing in our intro to the to to the tofu is actually from the Hellra- original Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, it's a guy reporting on Hellraiser. I think it was Hellraiser two actually. Regardless. I can't remember, but it was yeah, a guy back in the eighties. Yep, reporting on a Hellraiser movie. 
talking about how shocking it is and how it's going to damage our children and stuff. And there was not really anything about this movie that was that shocking. No, the like the cold open to this movie when uh, I think his name was Joey, the young the young kid goes in and figures out the configuration. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting the chains in him and stuff. Just like how brutal that scene was, it wasn't even really visually brutal, but just hearing him screaming in the background and sure. stuff, I was like, "Oh man, this movie's gonna be gnarly." It's not, and then it that's just... that. That's actually maybe the worst part. There's a part where one of the Cenobites explodes, and even that's not all that graphic. Which they one was cut that? away from it so quick, where she stabs oh, it's one, a, the one. Yeah, she stabs Jenny, the chatter. Which, who knew that you could use Cenobite blood? to open the lament configuration right that's not ever been established before so that was new i thought that was interesting well the whole idea of the configuration the six different configurations and the blade taking the blood all of that's new yeah oh yeah you know they changed the lament configuration completely there's there's a whole new mythos to like the box itself from this movie yeah and to the point where you you can't even just let you you really can't even refer to it as the lament configuration in this movie no because that's only one configuration right. you just have to box, call it yeah. the box the in puzzle this movie box. Yeah. and then there's you know six configurations yep um i um i thought that that was i, I thought the idea of them expanding the mythology of the box itself was cool yeah like, I, I actually thought that was that was smart to give that some new stuff you've read um, you've read some of Clive Barker's stuff, haven't you? Uh, some of the Books of Blood stuff, yeah. Do they get into the... I've not read any of the, the Hellraiser stuff. The Hellbound, you haven't read it? I I was going to start Hellbound last year, and then I never did. They should. Um, yeah, I would like to. I, I, I would like to see if they, they go into the the history and the mythos of, yeah. of the box and the, and the different configurations <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. So see if this is based more off of the, the actual source yeah, material. Yeah, very well could be. I don't actually know. Um, did you notice that the journal that she looks through is very reminiscent of the Necronomicon? Did you notice that at all? Like like there's the um, the drawings that look very much like Ash with his hand with the boomstick and the uh, chainsaw at one point in time. Uh, the, the, the art style looks exactly the same. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's a call. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't really like connect it to the Necronomicon, but it, to me, it seems like I'll show like you a anytime... picture when we're done. I'll show you a picture when we're done. It's very similar. Is it? Yeah. Like almost too similar to where that was like uh, Buckner's ode to like that, you know, having, having an evil book. Like he finally got to make one. So he's going to make an ode to that uh-huh. is what it struck me as. Uh, I thought that was really cool. The, the only like the the makeup effects for the Cenobites looks awesome. They didn't really, and yes, the look is different, but they didn't really break any new ground in terms of the look of the Cenobites. It's all very sort of business as usual. I thought in yeah. terms of like in terms of that, like yeah, rather than having clothes on, it's like parts of their flesh ripped up. So yes, that in and of itself is different, but it's not as different as you might think that it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and almost like, like, like I said, yeah, I said, like I said earlier, almost, almost to its detriment. I I wish they would have worked in some of the, some of the look of the original stuff. I don't know. Yeah. A little bit of leather mixed in or straps, buckles, something, or or even like more chains and hooks or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just look, they almost look too clean. There was a there was a scene where the um, 
uh, Serena, I think her name was, the the woman who was dying of lung cancer. Yes. She's um, the assistant from the beginning of the cold open. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets cut by the configuration and she gets wheeled into a room and she hears the as- asphyx. That's a that's a bad name. Yeah. The asphyx. Acefix. <laughs> the acefix. Uh outside the room and when you first see it like just it's blurred in the background you see it walk by and you can see that its arms are all bound up and you're like mm-hmm. oh that's fucking spooky but then when it walks into the room and there's a shot of its spine it looked too much like a prosthetic sure. it looked too much like a makeup you sure. know what i mean i was just like i was it, it it wasn't bloody it wasn't like gruesome looking yeah. it just looked like they could have done more latex I if, makeup i wonder if that was a hulu thing like hulu didn't want them to go even though it was technically rated r they didn't want like the hard r so to speak um who knows I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna make a hellraiser movie fucking make a hellraiser movie yeah, you i know? get it i get it like um, go for it they did do some cool stuff there was a there's a, a shot once of the fir- i think it's the first girl she's getting her throat impaled by needles and it shows like an inside the throat shot oh it's the girl from the intro yeah of of the needles going through her throat yeah it looked Equally cheesy and awesome. Oh, I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. No, it was cool. No, yeah. But there was something about it that was like, that's a weird shot. Like, like it almost didn't fit the movie because there's nothing else like that in the entire movie. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I it was it was cool for what the scene was though because yeah. she starts saying the um our father and oh yeah and Pinhead yes. says why like what do you pray for and she says salvation and then what Pin- do you pray for and then Pinhead says there's no music in that yeah which is kind of a great and amazing thing to say and then oh, yeah. she pulls one of the pins out of her head and as the girl is screaming she sticks it into her throat and you see the pin internally like there's an internal shot inside the girl's throat and you see her vocal cords yep flapping back and forth funny i have that video of my own vocal cords <laughs> yeah. so now i'm picturing a pin going through oh, God. <laughs> but like the like related to what she was said there's no music in that yeah. and then she's like i'll show you where the music is and like <laughs> yep oh uh, it's just pretty that was and that that scene was one of the first so at that point you had basically heard joey die which to me like hearing somebody die painfully can oftentimes be more um, effective effective yeah. than actually watching them die. So hearing Joey screaming in the background as Voight is just like looking at the configuration and like and waiting for the Leviathan to come, mm-hmm. that to me was very effective. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, uh, Serena's Serena's death happens off screen, which why right? Yeah. Dumb. Yep. And then they do that scene with the girl where she gets the chains and she's bent backwards and the chatterer rips her skin off and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty dope. Like, as long as it, as long as long this pace keeps up, it'll doesn't, be pretty good. But it doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. And again, though, like, that scene to me was almost sort of ruined by when the chatterer comes up and grabs her and goes to pull all the meat off of her back. He didn't look that good. No, he no. wasn't like like spray that spray the 
spray the makeup with some olive oil or something to make it so look that all was, glistening and shit. I'm, I'm you know happy you I mean? said that. The Cenobites were not viscousy. They enough. were dry. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, know what, you know what it looked like? It the, the, the Cenobites, in a weird way, kind of looked like a new gaming console. Like a what? Like a like a video game console where they're they're very like a lot of them were white with like certain cutout designs or whatever. Yeah. Like that, like like the or like the old Xbox 360. They kind of reminded me of, in a weird, in a really weird roundabout kind of way. <laughs> That's so weird. But, it, but I get it's what true, you're though. saying. Yeah. Or 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 like high performance concept cars. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that they're all like bright white colors with very specific cutouts and stuff. Sure, like, yeah. Like sleek lines almost. Like that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, like two, like two put together. Yeah. Too yeah. neatly. Little bit, little too, bit. It, it, the gore was too neat. Yeah, I would like, have loved the elegance messy. of what they were going for, but then mess it up with a bunch of goop and a bunch yeah. of whatever. You know, yeah, that you would have been awesome. Yeah, you think back to like like pin pinhead was always sort of kind of looked put together he was the more proper right he was prim and proper but then you think think like uh like butterball like was always just glistening and gross and then there was was and then there was the twins like the twins always looked like they were covered in some sort of and not goo really but they were just wet they were wet and disgusting sweaty whatever you know like i don't know just to me that's yeah to me, that was like a big, a big miss. It's a big selling point. I agree. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree 100. Um. Anyway, though, that was uh, that's Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh. Overall, do you, do you recommend it? Oh, for sure. Where would you put it in your ranking? Not that you need to rank all the movies, but where do you think you would put it in your ranking of the Hellraiser movies? It's been a long time since I watched all of them, so I don't even know if I could do that honestly. Okay. But uh, I would say, I would. I'll just say, watch, watch it. I I did think that it was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't think it was amazing. I I found myself being a bit tranced out by it because like I said part of it moves so slow. Right. That I was just like I found myself like I said being a little bit bored at times. Yeah. And a little bit drawn out at times. Honestly, yeah. like I need to re rewatch it and see if that happens twice make sure it wasn't just a mood that i was in sure but my first impression of it though was definitely very tiring yeah like it like i said it was it just it lasted too long when it first started and like it started i thought on a high note sure yeah and then i i i hadn't looked at the runtime yet and like so after the cold open i I hit the screen to see how long the runtime was. And I was like, Oh shit, we got two hours of this. Like, yeah. this is going to be dope. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be dying everywhere. And it just, it didn't it's do that. Really not that. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. So it was sort of a, sort of a letdown. This yeah. is the type of movie where you're, you're really just, and maybe, and maybe they really just wanted to kind of set up the lore for this new, this new iteration. If, if that's the case, that's pretty ballsy. Doing that with your first movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. that one needs it needs to work. Like, yeah. It needs to be paced right. It needs to be everything. I don't think it. I don't think it didn't work necessarily. Well, I just, I, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like for what we got, it was a little too long. The yeah. the look wasn't exactly right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, think the, I the look is I don't know. It, it's it's a weird thing where. It, nothing inherently is wrong it's just the wrong combination of things yeah you know what i'm saying uh-huh. that, and that that's kind of where i'll leave it at 
But um, for me, I would put it definitely in lower mid category. Honestly, is where I would be with it. Right on. I like a lot of the other Hellraiser movies better than this one. Right on. So, yep. Um, okay, moving on then to uh, now it's time for the Freds to Full of Fun. <laughs> Freds to Full. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, The Dream Child. The Dream Child. From 1989. This is now, I believe, the third nightmare movie in three years. That's how much they're shitting these out back then. Yeah. It's like the Saw series. Um, directed by Stephen Hopkins, who did uh, gems like Predator 2, The Reaping, Ghost in the Darkness, my favorite line killer movie ever, and uh, lots of episodes of Tales from the Crypt, a bunch of other stuff too. He actually scored the the Predator 2 job because of how efficient he was with this movie. Oh, really? Whether or not this, whether or not you consider this one of the better <laughs> Elm Street movies... The fact that he was able to shoot it in four weeks and then edit and, and then edit yeah. it in four weeks was impressive enough to get him. I will say it shows Predator too. It, this movie shows it. Yeah, it's not my favorite Elm Street movie. <laughs> no, um, I had fun with it, but it, it's definitely got some black marks. Yeah. Um, let's see here. A pregnant Alice, returning from Nightmare Four, finds Freddy Krueger striking through the sleeping mind of her unborn child, hoping to be reborn into the real world. Interesting take on the Freddy story, right? I'll, I'll give them credit. They tried something new. It wasn't just the same formula over and over. I think I was re- I, I was reading something that uh, this was actually a, an idea that one of the producers or writers, writers had. Yeah. One of the writers for had three. for three, actually. Yep. Did you say Halloween three? I did say Halloween three. <laughs> Didn't mean to. For, uh, <laughs> for Nightmare three. And when they were making Nightmare Three, they were like, "What? Like a kid? No, that's that sounds dumb." Yeah. <laughs> and then after the fourth movie came out, and then when they were going to make the fifth, they called her back, and they're like, "Actually, you remember that idea that you had where there would be a baby involved? Yeah, we like that idea now." Yeah, yeah. It's pretty um, much how exactly how it went. Yeah. Um, you have Robert Englund returning as Freddy Krueger, obviously. Lisa Wilcox returning as Alice. Uh, you have Kelly Joe Mintner as Yvonne. She's new. Uh, Danny Hassel, who is returning as Dan. Uh, Erica Anderson, who plays Greta. Uh, and uh, Mark Seeley, who plays Mark. Or, I'm sorry, Joe, Joe Seeley, Seeley, who plays Mark. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so the, it's, it's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. I remember this movie very fondly for its set pieces. Like, for the same reason that we loved the end of Four yeah. that took place in the chapel. I remember this movie taking a lot more place in that chapel for some reason. I know the beginning of it does a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a more reoccurring thing where a lot of the, the, the movie took place there. Uh, I'm probably mixing up four and five, honestly, and just kind of making my own memories up. Uh-huh. It's been so long since I've seen them. But I was a little disappointed where they never went back there and none of the sets looked quite the same. I thought Freddy's makeup was a lot more chonky in this one too. A little it, bit. It did look weird at times. A little bit, yep. Um, so, so far, in all, in the first five movies, what would you say the best makeup was for, for Freddy? Probably three. Three? I'd say three and four. There's It's a mixture of three and four for me. Not not all of it gets it 100% right, but there's glimpses of, of really good, I think, mixed in. I think that's where I'd be sitting at. Old pizza face. Yep. Um, 
Um, the ADR in this movie was fucking <laughs> god awful. Every really single line in this movie was ADR. Yeah. At least in the first half, at least. That's when I noticed it the most was the first part of the movie. Yeah. Like when they're at the school or oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Like it, it is terrible. It is, it is it's it's it makes you maddening. Like like because nothing lines up. Right. So you're watching a bad dub in English, but they're also speaking English. Yeah. I was I had oh, I had Bluetooth headphones hooked up and I was like, oh shit, I'm getting a delay here. This sucks. And so I turned them off and just turned the speakers on and I was like, oh no, it's just shit ADR. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> real bad. Uh this movie did have some good sets though. The boiler room looks really good. The chapel again in the beginning looks really good. Um the hospital looked really good. So it definitely has that going for it. I thought that it was just, to me, the plot of the movie was just weird. Like, I just don't know that it actually worked the way that they wanted it to work. I think, in theory, it's pretty cool because uh, F- Freddy was so weak after his battle in, in the fourth movie that he really had no way to get back into anybody's dreams. Sure. So, exploiting the exploiting the dream state of a of an unborn child seems pretty cool because like it it is it is cool like alice alice from the fourth movie knows that she's she's pretty powerful within the dream world right so she can she can handle she can handle herself against freddie in the dream world but then suddenly she's seeing things when she's awake and her friends are are having these awful experiences even when she's awake even though she was the one who was originally pulling her friends into the so like yeah so like figuring out like oh it's actually your unborn your unborn child who's in a in a dream state 70% of the time which is kind of genius it's a good it's idea a, it, it is a good idea i just don't know that the execution was exactly where no, i felt like it needed to be no i kind of hated i kind of hated like the the actual manifestation of jacob of the, the boy, kid. the little boy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't super yeah, wasn't crazy about good. him, and then, good. then what they did with the, with him at the end, like turning him into baby, baby Freddy, essentially. See, like creature I, baby Freddy was pretty cool. The like the look itself was all right. I just the idea I thought was kind of stupid. Oh yeah, so you can literally see the prosthetic on his face. Like there's there's a there's a cut line on his forehead. Yeah. where you literally see the the plastic edge of the right. prosthetic. It's not good. Yeah, um, I get that he's a kid, but come on, <laughs> come on. It was the eighties. Um, do do more uh, more abusive things to kids on sets. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. That was lame, and also doesn't make sense. The kid's good every time she sees him, until suddenly he has to channel his energy and he has to become part Freddy. Well, like, what sense does that make? Well, I, I, it kind of makes sense because Freddy was killing people and then delivering their souls to the kid, to the baby. Sure. So uh, I think their it's- souls, not his. Why was he burnt? But they were they were their souls, but they were like they were like the souls that Freddie had absorbed. So at that point, I th- I I, what was the main goal here? Was the main goal actually for Freddie to to be reborn? I guess yeah, to actually yeah. be physically reborn yeah. into the I world. Think that was definitely the idea. Okay, see that that does that. Why though? 
don't know. In you, term- f- you you live in the dream world. Like you you live in a realm where you can literally do whatever you want. In terms of the canon, he already proved that he can come into the real world just through a host because of Nightmare Two. Yeah. So why would you need a, a baby unless you thought the baby was easier to manipulate because it doesn't have thoughts? Well, yeah, it has no, it has no act, it, no actual thoughts except for what it's getting from ex, like external stimuli and exactly. stuff like that. Can you imagine that razor love coming out of you, giving birth to it? Just, <laughs> It's <laughs> the first thing you see. Oh, that's that's what they should have done for one of the promos. <laughs> oh, it would have been amazing, <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I like this movie. I don't actually have a ton to say about it. Like it's, it, it was good, ish. Like it, I, I thought there was some pretty know. cool stuff. Um, one of my favorite parts was when Dan was, so so Dan gets a call from Alice in a panic, and she says, "Oh, Freddie's back." Blah blah blah. He's he's uh, going after my baby or whatever. Or did she? No, she didn't realize at that point she was pregnant yet. I don't remember what she says, but she said he's back. And so Dan leaves, and he's uh, he's driving in his truck, falls asleep, dreams, wakes up, he's back at the place that he that he was originally, and then he goes and he steals a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. His transition into the like into the, the motorcycle, motorcycle cool. skull dude, yeah, like that character in and of itself, I thought was really cool. Looking. There was so much more to that transformation scene that got cut out. Uh, the Never Sleep Again documentary. Well, the death about it. too wasn't there yeah, more to the death so itself? So much more, yeah. Like it was they very put so much time and effort into, and the MPAs was like cut it. <laughs> so it's all gone. It's all lost. I yeah. can't. Like, what kind of? What kind of just? boring pile of shit do you have to be to work I, at the MPAA and like and just know, call like call people call directors and editors and just be like no this is too much this movie's too much fun we need to cut it down so it's way less fun yeah no shit um i also like the use of stop motion in this movie there is the refrigerator that go, gets all molded oh, yeah. out those stop motion mm-hmm. there's a part of the end that was stop motion uh they really do because their budget and their time was so limited, I feel like this movie definitely had to get really inventive with how they did their special effects. Yeah. Not all of them are super successful, but some of them are unsuccessful enough to where they're really charming to look at mm-hmm. at this point, you know? Like, like obviously, you're not buying into the realism of it. Sure. But being what it is, it's like, okay, like, I get it. Like that's That works for this type of setting. Yeah. Know? Uh, I thought that was cool. I like that. One of my favorite parts of the movie is when uh, the dream suddenly turns into an aha video. Uh, what take the, 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 was it? Take on me <laughs> with Mark. Yeah into, yeah, the, into the comic book. Yeah, but I do love that whole comic book sequence though. That's it's really cool. It's really cool. Wasn't that one originally a lot more gory too, or something like that? Or maybe I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I don't actually know. I thought that I thought it was a cool scene, like seeing. Seeing uh, Freddy all in black and white and like the whole, the whole set, like I couldn't tell was was that was it shot and then it was, well the kid was in color the whole time, so that makes me think they actually did Robert England up in monochrome makeup and clothes to make him look like he was black and white. They might have, yeah. You think so? It's possible. Which is cool. Sure. I think that's pretty yeah. pretty neat. Well, it's like it's like uh, I posted that thing last week on uh, Instagram about Herman Munster that for the Munster's black and white version, he was painted purple. Oh, really? 
to get the right colors in black and white. Oh, yeah. That's Pur- cool. Purple reflects more light than green does. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. So if you look so if you look at any color photos from back then, he's literally done up in purple. But in every <laughs> color photo, he's always green. Right. You know, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um Yeah, that was that was a cool scene though. Like when when the kid when the kid transforms into the what the hell was his name? The the comic book guy. I thought that part was so stupid. Uh huh. Because the comic book character was so dumb. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. But it was it was like to to me like when I think of thinking back to when I was a kid when I first saw some of these movies. That's the ridiculousness that I remember. Okay. That kind of stuff. Actually, this this movie has one of the scenes that uh, like one of my earliest memories of of Nightmare on Elm Street that turned me off for a long time like made me i was like i don't want to watch that ever again scared the shit out of me sure was the force feeding scene okay okay that scene fucked me up when i was a kid i don't know why just like it really messed me up watching not too much fat ass huh he said (laughs) rude um and but like it, it was more so like not it was it was more like not her actually being force fed, but the that weird camera angle that made all the people staring at her look like a music yeah. video almost. Yep. And then the when she, and head. then when she pops out of the fridge and like and and Alice is trying to help her out of the, like something about that all just was really unsettling to me. Bizarre, when I was yeah. Little um, <laughs> it was that's a pretty cool scene though. Yeah, the um, I like that scene. Uh, that was. That was another one that was supposed to be really go- kind of gory too. Like he was the original idea was supposed was that he was gonna cut her stomach open, mm-hmm. and he's force feeding her food, and then she realizes that he's actually digging into her stomach and taking the food out that oh, he's awesome. that she's already eaten. You said this is a deleted scene and feeding it back oh. to her again. Oh, it's so brutal! I love yeah. it. No, it's. I think that was. I think that was cut. Okay. Also by the MPA. Oh, that'd so. be so cool. So cool. If that, if that's the case, I've never heard of that. But um, yeah, I. They, what do you think about the ending of this movie? Um. Well, when I was watching the freaking MC Escher scene, I was like, "Come on, man! Like, Labyrinth did this already." Yeah. <laughs> like that's it's literally. It Jer- didn't look good either. It's literally Jareth chasing the baby. Yeah. Or well, yeah. not Jareth. It would it would be I guess uh, what the hell's her name? What's her name? Gen- um, Jennifer Connelly's Jennifer Connelly, character. I'm not sure. Chasing the baby through the MC Escher scene. I but I it was done. Of... It was done way better in the labyrinth. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it looked. Oh like yeah. Sh- oh, it looked like shit. In the this budget. Movie. The budget in this movie looks very stretched. Yeah, and and you can see it in all this. I never would have remembered MC. What's his name? MC Escher. MC Escher's name. I just my my note is oh they're in the labyrinth now. <laughs> like, that's my note because it's the exact same thing. Right. I thought the ending made no sense in this movie either. Um. So it really doesn't. Yeah. So they leaned into the Amanda Kruger, uh, the whole Amanda Kruger story even more. Like Uh they had already started to explore it a little bit in the third movie. Yep. Did they mention her? She was raped by a bunch of people, and then yeah, yeah. Freddie was Freddie was the bastard son of a hundred lunatics. Which they showed the hundred lunatics in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And then Freddie also dies at the hand of those same lunatics. So I'm choosing to believe that Freddie himself was also raped by a hundred lunatics in the end scene. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um did did they did they go back in the fourth movie? 
to Amanda at all? <sighs> I don't believe so. I don't think so either. So I they don't so they so. brought Amanda back for this movie. I thought that was one of the weaker weaker points of the story even in the third movie. Mm-hmm. So like to go back to her in the fourth movie, I was like, Bleh. like it's just kind of a dumb like it's like suddenly bringing in the ghost of the mother i thought was like a dumb yeah i agree plot device i agree and it's 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 not original no at all it's very overplayed um and so then Yvonne goes and like frees like sets sets her free from her mortal <laughs> grave or whatever Cacophony. the fuck she says and not cacophony. Did no. you say cacophony? I, I, was, I was thinking coffin, like her moral <laughs> from her from yeah. her mortal grave, and yep. like and uh, oh, she says something about my mortal remains must be f- set free or something sure. like that. Um, and then she shows up in MC Escherland, and Escherland. and she reabsorbs Freddie into her womb. James, what? Sorry, what? Hold that thought. Yeah, we never cracked the fudgy Kruger. Oh, that's right. We didn't. Motherfucker, we didn't do it last week either. We got to do it now. Here we go. Well, we did last week. We just Afterwards. did it after the show. Yeah. No, we're not doing that this week. Um, yeah, even she, though we're at the end. <laughs> she shows up and she she shows up and she reabsorbs Freddie into her womb. Okay. And then like, and then they get and and then they get Freddie like, absorbs, uh, or she absorbs Freddie, and then uh. uh Riley, is that her name? Oh, uh, no, uh, Alice. Alice absorbs her actual son back into her womb. Yeah. It it, it does it doesn't make any sense. It's very it's it's very odd. I mean, I get what they were going for. It was just stupid. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. I guess if you're going to say that you get what they're going for, then it made enough sense, but I don't know. The whole thing was just wonky to me. Yeah, it's not it's not uh it's not a it's not a issue about whether or not it made sense, it was just more so that it was kind of stupid. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, I, so I yeah, how, I don't. I love how she walks away after she absorbs Freddie. She walks away like she has to take the biggest dump <laughs> in the world. Like, and, and I Dude. know that's like it's it's that's such a juvenile thing to take no. away from, her, but it's so no. Right in your face, like not she's a, not at all, she's dude. Duck walking it like crazy. Not at all. You're absolutely a hundred percent right because I walk I walk away from my family at least once a day like that. <laughs> I I eat too much spicy food and I'm just like, oh shit, we just popped. What was that? I have no idea. <laughs> there's there's at least once a day where I'm just like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> and I watch I watch that scene. I'm like, oh yeah, she's about to go shit out a baby. I know I know that look. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, so I ooh, that's warm. Uh-huh. Tastes good though. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I don't know, dude. This was uh this was not my favorite installment. There were there were certain things about it that I thought were kind of cool, but just They never went back to I mentioned this earlier how my memory of this movie took place way more in the chapel mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like that baby business that took place in the chapel at the end of the movie, yeah. which didn't. Uh it just took place in Alice's dreamland wherever that was Mm -hmm. if the settings of this movie would have been better i feel like it could have elevated all the rest of it Mm -hmm. like like at the end of four uh but five just didn't really have it there was like sprinkles of goodness here and there but by and large it makes sense that this was the movie that didn't do well at the box office like this was the steady incline that started four was so good 
three and four were both so good that when five hit, steady incline right off. Well, no, four four was four had good parts. Mm. Four wasn't great. Three was great. Four three was three good. was great. Four four is where it started to like drop off. Yeah, in quality, yeah. it it might have been the highest grossing, but that's because everybody went and saw three, and they're like, they're "Holy high shit, three three, yeah. three was amazing. Yeah. Four must be amazing." They went and saw four. They're like, "Well, that wasn't that good." Yeah. So five five was just, you know, nothing compared to those. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, and it's it, like I said, it was just a rush job. Like they. Uh, they put out the poster before they even started filming the, the movie. Sure. They designed, oh, yeah. designed the poster and put it out, and then they basically just had to build a, build a movie around what they had already released. Yep. I mean, I'm sure they had a direction that they were looking to go in, but... I mean, a loose direction, I'm sure. Um, they, these guys don't strike me as people that really planned all that much going forward, you know? Um, now, think of it this way, though. Uh, one, I read this in the trivia. Before everybody else was put into place... Stephen King and Frank Miller were approached to both write and direct this movie. Really? How different would this movie be if you had a King-directed or written, Miller-directed or written Nightmare 5? How different would that be? Oh, geez. So 1989, Stephen King would have been on... Was he on all the drugs still? cocaine at that point oh my god it would have been so good it would just would have been freddy freddy faces on semi-trucks it would have been amazing are you kidding me oh it would have been, and directed by frank miller it would have yes yes i need that movie in my life um yeah that's that's crazy i didn't i didn't read that uh that would have that would have been weird uh-huh. it, stephen king doesn't uh well, he's only directed one movie. He doesn't have a great track record of directing yes, movies. Yes, he does. <laughs> Listen, I love Maximum Overdrive. It's a shit movie, though. Um, Just don't ruin my memories of it, please. Yeah, yeah. You didn't see it until you were older. No, I saw that one once younger. Did you? Yeah. Oh. My brother had it on VHS, man. Oh, I watched the shit out of that oh, when I was in damn. like early high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't have much else to say about this no this it's, movie it, it's it, not a real what is what did you say um greg's dad told him at one point in time i'm not impressed i was not impressed by this movie you were no he said you were unimpressive you were, yes you were unimpressive you that's were it. unimpressive last Friday, night nightmare five was unimpressive unimpressive yeah yep uh i think that's pretty much the best way to put it yeah. uh now we'll see what happens next week. I have very fond memories of Freddy's Dead. I do too. So we'll see. <laughs> so, we'll see how this train goes. Um, I it's actually funny have, because I this... actually have very specific mental images of Freddy's Dead. Okay. And I'm I'm really excited and curious to see if they line if up with up. what I remember. Yeah. So so this movie, it's funny. Nightmare Five. After Nightmare 4, they did Freddy's Nightmares, and Freddy really became this whole pop culture kind of phenomenon, sure, right? Yeah. And he was becoming fun Freddy. Yeah. Like they say in one of the documentaries I was watching, he was one step removed from being a talk show host. Like that's how <laughs> mainstream, like funny Freddy he was. So like Nightmare 5 was the movie they really tried to bring him back to be scary, serious Freddy. Nightmare and I'm watching five? and I'm he and I'm watching rides this. A skateboard. I know. I'm watching this, <laughs> and he's 
he's literally f- like becomes a uh, a chef that force feeds. Yeah, it was like her Ella, or um the, the character Greta. In a baby Greta in a baby chair. Yeah, he's on a skateboard yeah, like with on, stu- spikes. Like it was full on camp. Yeah. It was not scary at all. If this is if this is what you thought was serious, then there's a problem at the top. I would say th- like three. He was still pretty scary, even though mm. he was like he was getting more. True, but he was more animated. Definitely more animated, more of a cartoon. But three. still, but still, a lot scarier. I would say he I, was a lot scarier. It was in three. Per- I think three actually had a pretty perfect balance. Yeah. Of scary oh. and fun. Well, yeah, like yeah. I like we said uh, last week. Aside from the original, which obviously, you know that uh-huh. that holds a special place in your heart. Three is definitely uh, the best one so so far. Yeah. Um. And then this one, I would say. So I would say so far one, three, f- four, five, two. Oh, you're put you're putting your thing together. One, um, one, three, four, five, two. One, three. Right. Four. Yeah, I go with that. Right. Actually, I might do two five. Honestly, this one might be the worst. One three. Oh. One, I might three, put four. two. I might put two above five. To be, if, yeah, I, if I'm being honest. This one being the worst, yeah, yeah, yeah you might. I, be. There, there's parts in it that shine, but it's not. Yeah, it just it's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. It's just not. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's Nightmare on Elm Street, Part Five: The, the Dream, Dream Child. Child. Uh, next week we'll be back with the next installment. Yep, Freddy's, Freddy's dead. dead. Uh, along with something else. Yeah, we don't know yet. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe Drop Dead Fred. I love Drop Dead Fred. That's you did. Title-wise, it goes really well together. There was supposed to be a remake of that movie. You was remember it? that? No. Yeah, there was like they were t- they talked about it for a couple of years and then it just sort of dropped off, dropped dead, if you oh. will. Well, which I'm totally against. Don't remake that movie because it's a perfect movie already. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll be back next week with some more Freddy and something else to go along with it. Who the hell knows? Uh, if you want to find us before then, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Clearly, you found us, so please tell a friend, tell a tell a mother, tell a father, tell the local dog. Go to the ferret run. Tell a couple of ferrets. Roger the ferret. Tell him. Yep. Tell um, your uh, tell your naturopath. I'm assuming that's the kind of doctor your girlfriend goes to. Naturopath? <laughs> no. No? No. <laughs> yes, it is. Don't lie. It's not. I've never heard that term in my life, so no. Burns burns some uh burns some bundles of herbs. Well we do that, yeah. You that's guys true. do do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Fucking <laughs> losers. All right. Uh yeah, so we'll be back next week. Adios. Have a good one. Yep. See ya. Cheers. A little fudgy Cheers. Kruger. Cheers. Later. <laughs>